Hey, it's Last Name Good here. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about Lander. That's Lander.com, L-A-N-D-R.com. They do audio mastering, but not in a way that you're really expecting. Uh, mastering makes your music sounds polished and professional. You need it, you know, if you want to compete in, in the arena, the big arena of music. So uh, using an engineer, you know, it can cost anywhere between 150 bucks to 10000 a song, honestly. But Lander Audio has made an algorithm that does the same thing for a fraction of the cost. Actually, about $4 a month is where it's starting at. So it's the fastest, the cheapest, best option on the market. And they make your music sound accessible to everyone. It works by using artificial intelligence to analyze your track, and then it performs the same process and steps as a real engineer would use. So you can try it for free and to be a supporter of the Straight Out the Den podcast. So here's how you can do it. Uh, go to join.lander.com. So that's join.lan dr.com slash sodd you go in there you're going to get two free waves of your master if you want to know what it really sounds like check out this audio clip and let me know your thoughts now what you're hearing right now is an unmastered track compared to a, a professional master track mastering in the final boost and polishing music needs to sound radio ready Usually, you know, like I said, mastering can cost anywhere between 150 bucks to 10000 per song, depending on the engineer, of course. But what you've just heard right now is mastered by Lander using artificial intelligence. And all you have to do is go to Lander.com. Once again, use my promo code join.lander.com slash S-O-D-D. You're going to go there, try mastering your own music for free today. Join.lander.com dot com slash s-o-d-d landers l-a-n-d-r we greatly appreciate it and look you're not just doing me a favor and i'm not the only person that vouched for it disney warner music nas everyone's favorite mc at some point and a ton of others but i personally use it and i personally vouch for it so once again to be a supporter of the Straight Out the Damn podcast, go to join.lander, that's L-A-N-D-R dot com slash S-O-D-D. Straight Out the Damn podcast, I am your host for this evening, and it's a special treat uh, today. Now, for the past, um, I don't know, maybe going on, what, two and a half years, you guys have heard me talk about Lander and uh, the great company that they are and how it's super important uh, for any indie artist to have someone to have the platform, use the platform of Lander. And today we have a very special guest on the line. Uh, it's Mr. Rory Seidel um, of Lander. He's the creative director at Lander. And uh, we're just excited to have you, man. So how, how are you first off and foremost? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's great to be on the, on the podcast. I know we've been uh, doing stuff together for a long time, so it's nice to finally make, uh, make a little real connection and be actually on the podcast. Right, right. And um, I just want to make a quick note for the record and say I get plenty of your emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely get the emails, man. But, um, you know, like I said, I want to give you a quick um, introduction to who I am and, and who I am on on the podcast. So my background is in music production. I, I started producing professionally in 2009. And, um, you know, I've been producing prior to that you know, as a hobby since I was about 14 years old. And um, somewhere along the lines, I just 
the passions, the passion to produce is still there, but uh, it kind of just shifted a little bit. And I started doing this podcast. I would have these conversations with different artists and um, while I was in a session and it kind of just geared over to to do podcasting itself. And, you know, I'll I'll tell you, man, back in 2015, uh, I was on Facebook and I saw an ad that sparked my interest and it was, it was Lander. And I was like, well, what is Lander? And and I clicked on it and it's talked about mastering and it just piqued my interest because as a producer, I deal with plenty of artists all the time and mastering is a very important step that's, you know, typically very expensive to do. And not a lot of artists really have the budget to, to get their stuff professionally mastered. And so when I saw it, I just, you know, I thought it was a great opportunity. And, um, what I did, I, I went to the website, I went to the uh, um, the support or about page, and I went to your contact page, and I just sent an email. And that email was basically like, hey, this is what I do here at the numbers for our podcast. I think you guys will have a great fit for sponsorship. And, and honestly, at the time, I don't think, it was super early, I don't think you guys were doing any sponsorships per se. Um, and you know, we're, we're here now, you know, two and a half years later and we're, and you guys have grown to a huge company. So, uh, thank you for once again, speaking on the podcast, but before we get into anything, I want to know about you. So who is, who is Rory Seidel? <laughs> sure. So, um, pretty similar story to yours, actually. I started, um, writing and recording, playing music at like the age of maybe 13, 14, uh, just fooling around with like four tracks. You know, even just looking at my dad's turntable, messing around. Uh, I, I really, from the beginning, wanted to be a sound engineer. That was my main, if I remember correctly, I remember asking my parents, like, how do I be a sound engineer? And they were, they were always saying, well, why don't you just go do some internships in some studios uh, instead of going to school, which is funny advice, but also great advice when you think about it. Um, so I kind of came up with that that attitude of, like, okay, if you want to be part of something in the world, you just go and knock at the door right. and see if you <laughs> right. can be part of it. So from there, I um, I did two things. I actually started playing a lot of music, and I also started uh, you know, knocking on the doors of studios, just kind of like anyone that would take me, I would just go and, and be kind of a shadow in the, in the scene. And uh, I was fortunate to have you know, some nice people, friends of my parents, et cetera, who would say, you know, I've got a, I've got a hobby studio. Why don't you come, uh, come use the facility and also help me do some stuff. So I did that for maybe five or six years where I would just bounce around from different studios. Um, I grew up in the West coast of uh, British Columbia in Canada. Uh, so in Vancouver and on the islands, I would go and just kind of be a fly on the wall. But I also started writing and recording music and, uh, got involved in high school bands and um, from there started started putting together my own acts and writing and recording, which eventually got signed um, to a New York label. Uh, and we, as a group, kind of hit the, hit the road. I was young. I was like maybe 19, 20. Uh, we hit the road and we started touring and recording and doing the whole uh, releasing records thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, you know, 19, sleeping in the van sometimes, playing shows to, uh, you know, sometimes 40 people. But then also sometimes uh, as we got a little bit bigger, up to 4,000, 5,000 people. Um, and we we caught on pretty quick. We got a couple of reviews in Pitchfork. Uh, the word kind of started to spread. 
then we were getting hit up by like Hollywood movies and stuff. So did some sync, uh, some work in sync. So having having songs, you know, that we'd written and recorded, kind of placed into Hollywood movies. That was interesting. Um, and as time went on, I was kind of uh, somewhat of a touring musician, somewhat of a writing and recording uh, artist. Um, but I was also I was kind of frustrated by um, the restraints of recording. Uh, I'd, I'd never quite figured out how to be like the, I'm the most proficient sound engineer, even though I'd worked in studios a bit. We were hiring, you know, we were spending like, you know, sometimes $10,000, $11,000 on recording and writing and recording uh, in these studios. But I always felt like I wasn't working with sound engineers. Like I was kind of working through them or right, against right. them even at times. And so that that was always kind of like, um, and I was never super happy with the sound of my record, especially in the early first, you know, maybe five or six years of recording. And uh, so I, I kind of started joining other bands, but I was always frustrated by the, the process of recording in studios. I love the gear and I love the, the spaces, but I, I never, I think when you're an indie band and when you're coming up, it's not like they just let you hop on the mixing board and say like, you know, here's, here's how to eat you a vocal or right. here's how you work with your own, how you work with your own vocal and here's how you get your sound and here's 15 hours alone where you can just tweak. They kind of, they kind of rush you through when you're a kid, right? Like when right. you're younger, they're like, all right, you know, 400 bucks a day, you come in eight hours, I'm at the wheel, do your thing, get out, we'll mix it in a couple of days. And and that never was satisfying to me. So the older I got, this is kind of like the introduction of laptop recording. And uh, I kind of got into more of the like DIY side. And I started playing with some kind of younger bands that were really into the idea of staying uh, in the black, uh, meaning like not losing money on right, making absolutely. records. Because this was also around the time that uh, SoundCloud was really getting big and Digital digital music was taking over. Streaming was taking over. The bottom really fell out of selling records. Um, so everyone that was smart was kind of saying, like, like, laptop, cracked recording software. I don't advocate for that. But, you know, when you're young and you're trying to do it, like, it was anything you can do for free, anything you can do from, from uh, as a favor <laughs> with friends, with your network. Everyone was kind of pitching in and helping each other out. Um, this was kind of, I don't know if your your listeners would be familiar with like Grimes or even say Mac DeMarco, but this was Montreal in like 2000, maybe 10, 11, 12, that okay. kind of time. Okay. Yeah, and everyone was kind of helping each other out. And uh, so I had a friend and he said, here's Ableton, uh, here's how you use it, here's a mic, here's an interface, um, do it yourself. Stop relying on sound engineers to get that sound because you're never going to get it. And so we were, you know, maybe a group of 100, 200 kids in Montreal really supporting each other and uh, and touring a lot. And at that point, I was starting to travel to Europe and I was starting to travel um, North America a lot, playing bigger venues with bigger acts um, and making our own records at this point. So that was really, that was liberating, you know, like that right. was really, really uh, incredible. And it was around that time that I um, and actually met the co-founder of Lander, um, Justin Evans, uh, and he was, <laughs> I was doing some odd work just to make some money, and I, I actually ended up 
doing some work on his house, and I asked him, like, oh, well, what do you do? You seem interesting. And he said, well, I'm an ex-noise musician, and I'm working on this AI software called uh, called Lander. Actually, at that time, it was called Mixed Genius because uh, the technology actually started off um, as a, a mixing software, an automatic mixing software. And I was a little hesitant. Like, I was like, no, you can't do that. That's not a thing <laughs> that exists. Right. And... Um, so he and he challenged me on that, and he said, "Well, send me some mixes." And uh, I was still kind of like I had a little hobby studio, and I was working on my own recordings, and I was pretty fluent in, you know, DAWs and digital audio workspaces and production in general. You know, I was doing a lot of drum programming and synth right. work, and uh, you know, even doing some stuff for for commercials and that kind of thing. So I started sending him some mixes just to kind of see, like, okay, is this guy crazy, or like, what what is this? And uh, Sure enough, he sent me some stuff back, and uh, we kept the conversation going, and I realized um, this was actually really solving a problem that I was having, because I could track myself, I could sequence my own drums, I could put down synths, I could do a certain level of mixing, but what I was really interested in was the creative side, like, you know, putting putting chorus on the vocal, or putting, uh, or, you know, writing out guitar parts or bass parts, drum parts, to me, that was amazing. But where I was spending a lot of my time was uh, learning how to be a sound engineer. And I found that frustrating because the fun part of writing a song for me is the first five minutes when you get that spark, you get that creative juice, and you say, okay, this is amazing. And uh, the, the not-so-fun part for me is the 11th hour of setting that compressor and uh, and you know, the, the 15th mix revision, or you've got a sound engineer working on the mix and you're sitting beside them and, and they're like, up to the, up to DB, down to DB. Right, you right. know, it's, it's, <laughs> this wasn't the part that I was, like, I love this, I love the craft and I love the skill, but it was the part where I couldn't really get my own music to sound as professional as I wanted it to. Right. But I also, um, I also just didn't have the resources to be spending, you know, thousands of dollars on, on uh, professional engineers. So when I got back from the AI, I was actually kind of blown away with, and it was really early version of the, of the artificial intelligence. Um, but I just had this little insight into like, oh my God, this could be real. In the same way that probably the first automatic camera pioneers were probably like, wow, this is, this is real. You know, you can do what people have done on a manual camera mm-hmm. with um, a bit of technology, and that on at scale could be amazing. And, uh, you know, I thought about what this meant for producers and DIY artists around the world, and I, and, uh, I think I, I just quickly decided, okay, I need to be a part of this. Like, this is just too amazing to not be a part of. So I, um, I bumped into him again down the road and said, look if you ever need people to um, to help you bring this to the world and to help it make it be a thing. You know, I'd love to get involved. Um, At this point, too, I was getting a little older in my career and uh, the idea of being a touring musician sleeping on floors (laughs) around the world didn't seem that exciting as it it used to. So the idea of maybe being in the industry a bit and also really solving a problem for artists around the world seemed seemed like something that I wanted to get behind. So I, I didn't really know that much about marketing or, um, 
or branding, but I got brought on board to kind of uh, be the voice of a musician, to be the voice of an artist, but also help bring the product up to speed and make it, uh, you know, professional grade for for what we are trying to do with it. So, um, you know, it seemed like a pretty wild idea at first, and we were a small team of maybe 13, 14 people, mostly engineers at that point. Um, but we put together a brand and um, started to... We put it out into the world as a product. At this point, it was just mastering. So we thought, okay, we can focus on the, you know, left and right, the stereo field, um, and use the AI to really treat the treat the master uh, file. So we brought this to the world as a as a product, and um, I was kind of blown away at how many people were interested in the idea, and also how many people were seeing it the same way I was. So mm-hmm. uh, as artists, as people who you know, don't have a lot of money or resources, this was hugely game-changing. Right. Uh, of course, there was a lot of blowback from sound engineers right off the bat who, who were terrified, probably mostly terrified that this was going to take their, their job. But we also positioned the brand and the company as not, um, not and, or it's not or, it's not Lander or a sound engineer, but rather lander and a sound engineer or technology and art together could be something that uh that was really powerful and so we we had to change that conversation a bit and just make people realize like oh we're not out to get sound engineers jobs we're just another option for especially for bedroom producers people who can't afford sterling sound or the you know the huge if you can afford uh brian gardner by all means like do it but (laughs) go ahead if you if you can but i think Coming from the artist side, I knew that most people didn't, to start with at least, have that opportunity. So, um, yeah, fast forward four years, and, uh, you know, we've got a million and a half users. We've mastered over six million tracks. Um, I, I talk to people around the world who are like, man, thank you for this service. Thank you for this product. Um, and we've, we've done some pretty amazing stuff uh, at this point. You know, we've had... Oscar nominations for stuff that's been mastered by Lander. We've had major artists using it. We've had, um, like I said, millions of artists using it around the world. For me, the most exciting thing, though, is you talk to a kid in, say, India, and he's making EDM, and, and he's like, thank you. Like, I never would have been able to sound this good without this service. Um, for me, it's really like a, a gr- the grassroots side of it is particularly exciting for me. So yeah, sorry, that's long-winded. No, that's no, that, that's actually perfect. Um, I was going to say just for me using it on, on my own, it's, it's gratifying, honestly, man, just to look at something that seems like such a simple concept, but it's so needed. You know, um, I, I talk to artists all the time and throughout both sides of my career as a producer and, and also as a, a host of this podcast. And the primary focus of our podcast is to really give indie artists uh, advice um, while they're trying to, you know, quote unquote, survive the indie circuit. And one of the biggest things that would come across is, you know, if I ask people, well, hey, do you get your music mastered? And typically what I would hear is, oh, man, it's too expensive to get it mastered. So I just kind of get it mixed really well and then we put it out. And, you know, but that that was happening. That conversation was happening way too often. Just like, oh, it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive. And I get it, because if you really want your music mastered by the greats, 
you know, and, and if you're like me, a student of the game, then you're probably, you know, at the time looking through CD covers and seeing, well, who mastered this and who mastered that. And when you go in and reach out to those people and you find out, man, it's, it's it costs a lot of money to get this stuff mastered, you know. So I kind of get that, you know, for artists that feel, well, I just there's no way that I can afford to give somebody, you know, a thousand dollars to get my song mastered. It's just impossible. And I have a, a whole album that needs to be done. And then you guys come in and you serve that market like that. One thing that came across to me is like the whole algorithm thing. Like, is there a way could, you can really explain how does the algorithm work? For sure. Um, so the algorithm is um, based on big data and machine learning. So similar to self-driving cars or um, artificial intelligence is kind of around us in, in many, many ways that we don't even notice anymore these days. But um the way Lambda works from a high level is basically we have a catalog of mastered tracks, so millions of mastered tracks in our catalog. Uh, a lot of this is actually um, professionally recorded material um, just as a database. Uh, and what it's doing there is when you upload a track, it's basically taking a fingerprint of your song. So the fingerprint is um, kind of the, uh, the production uh, elements the genre, the tempo, et cetera. And then it's matching that against the database um, of professionally mastered music. And then it's basically making a custom cocktail of processors um, similar to, way, to the way a mastering engineer would do uh, when looking at a track. So it's basically, um, I mean, it's AI, right? It's artificial intelligence. Right. So it's looking at the same procedures a mastering engineer would do matching it against a set of big data and then coming up with the best custom treatment for your track. So it's not a preset. It's not like putting it on ozone and turning on the preset. It's saying what's going on in this music. What's the artist's intent in terms of output, in terms of genre, even in terms of loudness, what's the style? Um, you know, is this hip hop? Is this pop? Is this folk? Is this classical? What's the best treatment to bring out the best elements of this music and also to make it cohesive across any playback environment. Um, so it's looking for a bit of normalization, a bit of uh, equalization. It's even doing a bit of scrubbing and demasking. So if you have resonant frequencies, like what artists often refer to as mud, it's actually going to scrub that and, uh, and make that a little cleaner. Um, and what's cool about Lander is that if you, um, if you mix, upload it to Lander, and you hear something, and you go back to your mix and you make changes, and you upload again, it's going to be different every time, right? Um, if you upload the same thing twice, obviously it's going to do the same thing every time, but it's really like a conversation between uh, the artist and the AI, right? So Lander is kind of like a companion in a sense that you can upload anything, and it's going to make something completely unique and custom based on what you're uploading. So a lot of more professional um, artists are starting to have this workflow they call mixing into it. So they're actually really having this conversation with Linda, which I think is really cool. So based on your mix, you upload it, it treats it a certain way. You can hear how it treats it, go back to your mix, change it. Uh, and it can be more of a, like a cycle or an evolution 
could even be kind of like a, an AI companion if you look at it that way. Um, does that make sense? No, it, it does. And I actually wrote down, uh, treats your music like a companion. I just think that's a nice pull quote <laughs> for <our laughs> this conversation. I, I, I really like that because I never looked at it that way. You know, I, I for yeah. me, it's just like, oh, I upload my music and it kind of goes through this thing and, and it, it spits it out. And treating it like a companion, I, I really love that comparison because it it yeah. makes it feel like we're having a conversation. We're having a conversation totally. with the music. And yeah, if you now I'll say for me personally, right, I like using medium intensity. And we can mm-hmm. we can kind of talk about, you know, the, the option of the low and the medium and the high intensity. I found for me that most of the music that I was creating on a high intensity, it was just doing a little bit too much for my liking. And so I I kind of nested in that medium intensity. And that seems to work well for for the music that I create. Uh, but if you can kind of explain, you know, the different levels and how those work and if there is a particular setting that's for a, t- a certain type of jam- genre or is it kind of just really depending on the music itself? Yeah. So our aim with Lander has always been to keep it um, as hands-off for the artist as possible. Um, and I think a lot of that came from being musicians and producers ourselves where we said, there's tons of tools out there that will let you tweak and you know, it will take 10 to 20 hours to master, uh, I don't mean master, like like master audio, but master the technique of using these tools. There's tons of tools where you can tweak to your heart's content. What we wanted to build with Lander was something kind of hands-off, but that all the intelligence was kind of behind the screen. Um, so that you upload something, it does the best job it possibly can based on what you've input. And you don't have to tweak like crazy. You don't need uh, a manual. You don't need uh, to figure out the complex plugins. It's really, the idea was really like hands off. Like, we'll just finish this for you. We'll do the heavy lifting so you can focus on making music. Now, this might have been a little bit idealist in that um, people want customization. Like, that's just, that's just kind of normal, right? Like, so with the intensities, the idea there wasn't so much like, is it right for your music or is low right for your music, medium right for your music, high right for music? What we wanted to be right was what you get when you upload it. So uh, medium for you is going to be different than medium for someone else. Right. Uh, do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Um, but we, we found that people, um, users, I don't want to say users, but like artists in our community who use Lander, um, they did want a bit of customization and, you know, when you're a company and when you're in software, you've got to listen to, to what people are asking for. It. <laughs> right, right. So we decided the best the best option to give was kind of like a still simple, still simple, like dead simple, low, medium, high, um, but an option to tweak and to customize a little bit. And uh, people really, really love that. I think the thing with those three is that you're never really going to know if, if one is best for you, it's all about trying it. And it's really about experimentation, like everything in music. It's like, close your eyes and try it. Does it sound good? Does it sound right? How do you want people to hear your music? Um, trying all three, you know, and uh, picking what's what's best for your music. Or maybe even going back to your mix and, 
you know, if it's feeling a bit crunchy, maybe you didn't leave enough headroom. Maybe you need to uh, use a little bit less compression overall and then try mastering it. I think the idea that you do a lot of mixing, try it through Lander, and then go back to your mix, make improvements. And the cool thing with this is that you actually start to see your mixing improve as well. Um, okay. Similar to when you work with a similar when you work with a mastering engineer, um, you might give them a mix and say, uh, "Give me three versions of this. Give give me uh, a really cooked one. Give me a kind of medium, more dynamic one, and then give me a really light touch." leave as many of the dynamics maybe a bit quieter side of things uh and then you pick from there but in the same fashion you probably have a conversation with the engineer where he might say or she might say look this is way too compressed uh you need you need to give me more headroom i think people usually recommend around 6 db uh of of headroom Mm -hmm. just to make sure the dynamics preserve um but yeah, there's no wrong or right way. It's really just what makes sense for you and what makes sense for your music. Um, and and I think we're also looking at ways to maybe expand the, the, the options as well, too. So if you've got uh, listeners to the podcast that want to write in, recommend stuff that they'd love to see, by all means, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely put that out. Um, I noticed one thing with, with the app, just looking in, into it uh, at, at the time was... The, the different options that, that you give, like if you wanted a high-resolution MP3 or high-res uh, wave, all of those different options that you can download at, uh, what do you feel is the reasoning behind that, if I may ask? Um, or, or do you suggest if, that all people really go with the high-res or, um, or, or just download yeah. the MP3, sure? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think... The, the format side of things is just a way to look at people's needs uh, and also realize that, um, you know, some people don't have a ton of money. So there are kids that just want MP3s to put up on SoundCloud and we're, we're not there to judge to say, no, you can't do that. Right, right. So giving the option, you know, if you're, if you're just sharing files with friends and uh, you want to save a bit of money, like, great, by all means, do this. It was more just looking at the way people actually make music and saying, that's okay, you can work like that, and we'll give you an option to work like that. Um, that said, you know, if you're working in a professional capacity, if you're releasing stuff to, say, uh, Spotify uh, or Apple, um, wave, wave format, uncompressed, uh, definitely the way to go. Um, and beyond that, if you're working in film or you're working in broadcast, or if you think that your music will ever maybe be picked up for a sync or a placement, you should probably work in 24-bit. So going with the high-res plan uh, or buying, you can also pay per track. So if you want to buy just one high-res version, you can do that. Um, but the reason for the formats was really just give people the options that they need and not lie to ourselves about how people are making music. Like, right, right. We know a ton of people make MP3s and put them out there. So let's give them that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a very smart move. Um, to inclu- it's, it's inclusive to everyone. It's really thinking about the musician. And, and that's really what I, sure. I appreciate about Lander is I can tell that you guys care about the musician. And that For that's sure. a great part. Earlier, um, well, moments ago, you, you spoke about Apple Music and, and, and Tidal, and I noticed 
that at one point it was, hey, upload your music directly to SoundCloud. And I saw that and I was like, oh, that's that's pretty neat. You just, you know, keep everything in house. And then slowly I noticed all of a sudden now you guys actually have a streaming service like you can actually put your, your, your digital distributor at the same time. So talk to us. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you guys really get into the streaming game and, and digital um, distribution and why? Yeah. Yeah. So around, I guess about, we started working on that about a year ago. And, uh, and then it came out in July. Um, since then, it's been going super well. We've had, uh, you know, almost 100,000 releases, um, lots of really amazing stuff coming out of the community. And I think for us, the reason we got into it was we saw, um, just saw kind of a, a lack of artist-friendly distribution out there in general. I mean, there's, there's good services, but no one was really coming from the position of like artists first that we had in mastering. Um, and also the next logical step from mastering is releasing. Um, right, right. Absolutely. And I think as a digital service, I was always personally frustrated. It was hard to see the music that was being made with Lander. I had a sense of it because I spoke to the artists all the time and I, you know, I call people on a weekly basis and, and, find out what they're up to and what they're working on. And I, I was always shocked at how much cool stuff was in the, the user base. Um, so we started talking as a company and we're like, well, what's a way that we could get more visibility? We could help artists with that next stage. People are always saying like, great, well, it sounds cool. Now what do I do with it? And so we thought, well, how cool would it be if we had a distribution service where we could really support artists and, and actually be more than, than a mastering service? Um, and the way we're looking at it now is um, is actually more of like a creative platform for musicians. So it's a place that you can come. We know that you know that we're always going to put you first. You know that whatever products we build, whatever products we build, uh, they're going to be really artist centric and have that same kind of lander vibe, if I can say. Um, so yeah, the goal with distribution was really just just to be there for people to help them get their music out there, help them get heard. And uh, and get their great sounding masters out into the world, um, and it's going pretty well. So I think we're going to keep going on that that path too of building different services for artists, and really be like I said, like the platform um, for creators, for music creators, um, and, and kind of work with the brand that that we've created in that domain. Like I think I don't know, maybe you can confirm this, but I feel like Lander is more than a mastering service already and when people look at us when they look at i don't know if you read the blog but mm-hmm. um we've got a lot of musicians on staff who are who've done uh their time in music and want to share their knowledge with the rest of the world and so the idea there is really just be artist first and be artist centric and, and really put our money where our mouth is and you know with distribution we're giving artists 100 percent of royalties which is pretty um you know it's not very common no, it's, it's also not. it starts as low yeah, it starts as low as a dollar a month, which is also not common. So um, just looking at ways that we can build tools, build technology for artists. I think we're in a good position. We've got a big team. Um, you know, we're in a good position to really be there for artists. And I think having done uh, many sides of the music thing myself, uh, it's like a personal mission for myself too to just 
help <laughs> other people make music and get it out there. Right. I'll, I'll say for myself, I use a, a different service for my digital distribution, uh, but I was able to, I wanted to try out Lander and see like, well, you know, this is new, so let me see how it works. I'm just going to be honest with everybody here. And I know I, I, my voice changed because I I'm, almost feel like I'm telling you a secret. My music was up super fast, like really, really fast, like really fast. And um, I was I was shocked by that, honestly. I was just like, well, okay, I'm going to test this out. I'm, I'm going to put up an instrumental album and kind of see what happens. And I did that, and to my amazement, within, I want to say, maybe 28 hours, my music was up. And <laughs> I was just like, wow, I was really blown away. So, you know, that's just for me to you. I'm just saying that it works. And, and you know, I'm, I'm also getting data in, seeing where my streams are coming from and, um all of those good things. So uh, I was just, I was really, uh, I was really shocked by that. I wasn't expecting that. You know, I was thinking like, oh, it's going to take a little while. And, and it didn't. It, it happened fairly quickly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm super excited. And the other thing that I, I really wanted to mention uh, while I have you on the line, Rory, is that if you, I, I, you heard me casually say, well, jokingly say that, you know, I receive emails from Rory all the time without, and this is the first time we've actually been really introduced uh, to one another, but you guys constantly send out uh, tools and, and knowledge tips and, and suggestions on how to make your music better. And not just talking about mastering, it's just talking about being an, uh, an artist in general. How important for for Lander is it to include that information as opposed to just pushing mastering and streaming on, on their customers? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, <laughs> there's a couple, couple factors there. We listen to people a lot and we listen to what they're, they're asking about. And we realized that a lot of the questions were about mastering and sound production, but they were also about touring and promoting music and mastering is, uh, you know, it's a super important piece of making music, but it's also a piece of making music. And people were asking about the whole picture. Um, when I started, uh, we, my boss said, uh, the co-founder said, you, okay, you're going to start a blog. And I said, okay. <laughs> and so I started a Tumblr theme <laughs> and, you know, wrote about a little, little bit about what I knew about music. And I got a bit of response, and I thought, okay, that's cool. So we started re writing about, um, you know, music production and recording, and then we got more response. And I thought, okay, that's really cool. So then I started writing about the creative aspects of of, of making music and got a ton of response. So then I hired someone to write the blog full-time and, <laughs> and kind of grew uh, what the blog was in general and got into making video and... and started a YouTube channel and slowly started to realize people need tips. They need information. They need to know um, how to get ahead in the music career. And, and as we start, kept kind of growing the, the editorial side of things, we realized like, Hey, Lander is way more than just mastering. It's, it's a, it's a community, you know, like there are people that, there are people that come back to us for information. There, there are, you know, thousands of names that I know from 
the community of people who use Lander, and I've spoken to tons of them, you know, like there's, so we grew our team to be able to just support people and be there for people. And I think that as a company, as a technology, uh, it's, it's about so much more than just like ones and zeros and bits and bytes and algorithms. It's also about, it's about people, you know, like it's about supporting people and what they're trying to do in music and, uh, and realizing the struggles of artists and really having, um, having to be part of our mission to, to help people make music. Um, so yeah, we just kind of kept going and I don't want to say we have ADD or anything, but it's so fun to talk about all the different elements of making music. Um, and a big part, big part of it honestly was just, you know, what was fun for us also seemed to be super fun for the audience. And, um, when we, when we wrote from the heart and we talked about subjects that, that made sense for us, we found that that actually did the best, um, in terms of marketing and uh, getting stuff out there. So it was kind of a natural progression. Um, and, you know, we're to this day, we're looking to kind of increase and expand that side of things as well, like the education part and helping people out. Um, so yeah, lots, lots coming in the pipe on that too. Like we're not going to sit still uh, on what we built either. We're going to keep building. That, that's great. Just honestly knowing that you listen to your, your customers. And I say that, and it may sound like a very simple concept, but believe it or not, a lot of companies don't listen to their customers. It's, it's kind of like if, sure. if I'm a customer and I keep telling you like, hey, I like this. If I keep coming back and tell you that I like this, it may be time to just look and see, well, how does this work? You know what I mean? And, and so the fact that mm-hmm. you guys are doing that, and you're providing those tools. I'll tell you what's happening. Lander is becoming a one-stop shop. Uh, you guys already have the mastering. You have the, the different tools and, and tips. And, and now with the streaming game, you guys are really positioning yourself to to take over. And, and I'm all for it. I, I, I really appreciate what, what's going on at Lander personally. Um, before we uh, get off the call, if you could kind of give people the rundown for the, the different tiers uh, of service that, that you provide. Yeah, for sure. So do you mean um, just in terms of the product itself? Yeah, the, the product and the pricing structure, yeah. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Just uh, one second, I'll just pull up the chart so that I can... Uh... And I will make, make note of that uh, you guys, for listening to this podcast, um, Lander is a, a sponsor of the Straight Out the Damn podcast, so you guys can actually get two free MP3s. Oh, excuse me, actually two free waves of your master and... You'll know how to do that later on, but that's just from me to you. All right. Perfect. So if you're looking to, um, in my opinion, the best way to go is to actually just get a subscription uh, month-to-month package. So we've got pro subscription starting at $25 a month. Um, so inside of that, what's amazing about this is that you get unlimited everything so unlimited waves unlimited hd waves of 24 bit you also get the mp3s if you need them um so that covers you in terms of mastering but that also includes distribution so that's the uh the release packages as well so you can master stuff you can get it out onto itunes spotify google play you keep 100 percent of your rights 25 bucks a month um and that also includes some of the other services we've built as well such as uh this new feature called promo links 
Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with Smart Links and mm-hmm. Linkfire, but the idea there is that it's a kind of a custom landing page you can share to your social media following. And that builds a custom page uh, with all the links to every streaming service because your listeners don't all listen to Spotify. They don't all listen to Apple. Uh, they don't always in the title. It's a mixed, right? So if you have one uh, page where you can send your fan base to and they can pick their service of their preference, uh, that's a great tool that you that you get built into um, your package. So for 25 bucks a month, you get mastering, distribution, promotion. We've also got a sharing feature inside of there. I'm not sure if you've checked out yet, but basically it's a way to collaborate with people around the world. Um, you can send them your track. They can comment directly onto the waveform, leave you feedback, so you can make better music as well. Um, so as you said, it's kind of a one-stop shop. Um, you can also kind of pick and choose from these these services and these products as you wish. So, you know, if you only need uh, MP3s, you could go with the advanced plan for nine bucks a month. Um, and if you only need uh, 192-bit MP3s, you can go uh, with the $4 a month package. Um, if you're looking just for distribution, um, we've got subscriptions for you as well. So 10 tracks for a buck a month, 30 tracks for $2 a month, or four bucks a month for unlimited. Um, what's cool about Lander is you can kind of pick and choose your packages as you wish. So, you know, if you want to master and release a track, you can do that. If you want to master or release a track with waves, you can do that. If you, uh, you know, if you want the whole bundle and you want to save half off, you could pay 300 bucks for a year uh, and save some money. So the best way to do it would be just go check out lender.com and uh, check out the pricing tab there and kind of build your package as you need it. So trying to keep it really artist, uh, artist-friendly, meaning that you can kind of pick and choose as you go. Great, great. So, um, look, we we really appreciate um, you being on the call today. Uh, I think this is a very insightful conversation, and, and I think that our fan base um, here on the Straight Out the Damn podcast will really appreciate the information that was given. Um, like I said, we we've been we've been riding with you guys for quite some time, so they've heard me talk about Lander over and over and over again. So it's great to c- connect the dots and actually have someone here uh, that can make this thing seem a little more real for you if you if you needed a little more information. So uh, thank you once again, Rory, for being on the call. Um, is there any other information? The, the floor is yours. I'll, I'll be quiet here. Is there any other thing that you feel that you want to get off your chest? This is the time to do so now. No, I mean, I, I think it's nice to uh, connect with you guys finally and be on the podcast. It's also, um, you know, an invitation to your users to uh, to check out Lander if you haven't already. Also to get in touch with us, you know, if you want to write us um, through the platform or through social media, we're always there. We're always there um, for you and, uh, you know, really consider yourself part of the community. Um, otherwise, lots of great stuff coming in the pipeline in terms of products and services, um, you know, more on the distribution front, more on the AI and the the production side of things, um, lots more coming. So if you haven't checked out Lander, if you haven't checked out the most recent services, come and check it out. Um, as you said, distribution 
is a great leap forward for us as well and for musicians in general. Uh, the response time you were talking about has a lot to do with the team, the amazing team we built in uh, customer support, getting the releases out there. So shout out to them. Um, but yeah, we're there for you if you need it. So uh, check it out. All right, cool. Well, look, as always, um, if you guys have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes reality. I'm last name good at a straight out the damn podcast. That's Rory from Lander. You'll get an email from him soon if you do sign up. <laughs> We're out. See you guys later. The Straight Out the Damn Podcast is powered by the Indie Creative Network.